Chelsea. Hello, Taryn. And hi, Cass. Hello. Hi. I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, man. We were just talking before we started recording that this is the first time we've had Cass on, but I think we've talked about you so every much. episode for the last three months. She's been on every it episode in like our it. hearts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's okay. I still feel like a celebrity every time my name gets mentioned. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have Cass on this episode. Check out her bookstagram um, at Fictional Cass or her and Mad both have the red carpet <laughs> so check out their podcast because they're hilarious and yeah. i love them. it's better than ours if you like <laughs> this don't just just hop just on go listen to them <laughs> yeah we're i think it, we're just very we're both well mostly madison i'm gonna be honest she's very organized she like keeps that show running she's she's the google docs person she's got it all planned out and I'm just like along for the ride. So same, same dude. It's great. It's oh great. no. <laughs> that is funny. Of podcast that is our dynamic is very similar because I do yes. make most of the do- Google Docs. I do all the social media, and Chelsea edits. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. do so much more, but that's like your yep. biggest job. That's which pretty is much lot. it. Like Taryn, Taryn keeps it going. <laughs> Yeah, editing is no joke. Editing, I truly, it takes like for every one minute of audio, I think it takes an extra three minutes to edit. So like editing turns into such a big job. So Mm -hmm. props to you, Chels, because it's it's a full time job at some times. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Yep, I, I, Chelsea's, yeah. This would not happen if Chelsea didn't edit because if I had to edit, it would not sound nearly as good as <laughs> when Chelsea does it. It would be just fine. You're you're too smart. You'd figure it out. Oh wow. Thanks. I don't know if everybody anybody's ever called me too smart before. So I'll take it. Oh. I'll take it. <laughs> well, yeah. There you go. Okay, <laughs> Cass, I know we've talked about you a lot, but tell us about yourself. What's your life story? Biggest fears? Biggest dreams, oh, all of it. Okay, we're getting <laughs> real a lot to dump on her. <laughs> You've already talked about me so much that I have to like really raise the bar at introduction and go really mm-hmm. deep because now yep. they all know the surface level stuff. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I'm Cass. I read a lot of books. I was. <laughs> I was a teacher. Um, I thought it was going to be my lifelong career, and I am now have spent this entire summer job searching. Uh, so that's like the very abridged version of my life story. I would love to do something super exciting that is like teaching and that you get to help youth, but not as brain malfunctioning. <laughs> I feel like I like was that, on the verge of a serious accurate. breakdown. Yeah, I don't even I still don't have words to sum up my teaching experience. Like I did love it, but uh it's in the past for right now. Uh I I'm a New England baby. I grew up in Maine and now I live one state over in New Hampshire, so I've lived in New England my whole life. But uh what else? Oh, greatest fear. Um I this sounds silly. I am I'm not afraid of the dark per se, but it's the thought of like (laughs) the thought of what might be in the dark is terrifying because I've read 
a lot of like thrillers. I watch a lot of scary movies. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. So what's lurking in the dark (laughs) is a big fear of mine. Yeah, that's a that's a hard pass for me. I I can't do scary stuff because of that. Where I like go to go to sleep and I'm like, I'm gonna get murdered. <laughs> Here's all it's like, shut up and go to sleep. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're gonna feel bad when you find my. Never mind. Your dead body? Is that where you were going with that? Body. And then I decided that was maybe a little too dark. So. <laughs> and then you'll be on the true crime podcast that I listen to, and I'll be like, and then no, you'll be Chelsea. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. Well, maybe we'll have to have you back in October, too. Chelsea and I were just discussing about how we have our October like spooky episodes, which are not spooky because neither of us read a lot of spooky stuff. And so we wanted somebody else who read spooky things to come on. To come on. And tell I'll us. come on and read scary stories to you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like, ooh, October's scary. What should we read? Ooh. Twilight. <laughs> I love it. We I didn't love it. read that for the scary. We read it for the vampire. And we're reviewing oh. New Moon this year. I've never mm-hmm. read them. So, oh, really? You haven't? Yeah, that's the whole point, Chelsea. Oh, yeah. I've never read any Twilight books. I keep forgetting this. <laughs> like, I, I know that, and then I forget it, and then you say that, and I'm like, what the? And at this point, like, I'm reading them one book a year because it just makes it better to have my yeah. Yeah. very, very raw reaction as a 26 year old reading Twilight for the first time. <laughs> I honestly, like, thinking of rereading them, I'm like, man, what would I even think? Because I remember thinking that they were pretty cringy when I read them as, like, a 15-year-old. So now I'm like, oh. But I I did like them. I reread them now. (laughs) I, last year, I think our Twilight episode was one of my top five favorite episodes that we recorded Mm -hmm. because of the pure chaos and it was so funny we were (laughs) laughing the whole time because i was like this is so terrible (laughs) i just that episode in my head head growing up i was like these are good books and the movies turned them into a joke and then i reread it and i was like no (laughs) (laughs) maybe just keep keep that opinion to yourself (laughs) well you're cool Cass. We're happy oh, to thank have you. you. <laughs> Can I ask a quick question? How long yeah. did you teach? I should know this. I've talked to you every I, day for like three months now. <laughs> I taught for six years. So I put oh, wow. six six long years into it. And so it was like, it was really difficult to make the decision to step away. I mean, it's like, it's a profession that is full of people who really gen- genuinely care about what they're doing. And like, I was one of those people. So it was like, Ugh, it was hard. It was like giving away a part of myself to step away from it because I was like, that was my identity. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't even know who I am. I'm having a bit of an identity crisis. Hot girl identity crisis summer. That's where we're at. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> best, best one yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So six I, years. I think, that, I think that that experience is something that you can't even properly explain to somebody who has not been a full-time teacher. 
because I 100% completely understand what you're talking about. And in my mind, I keep telling myself I have two more years and that will actually be my six year mark. So mm-hmm. I have to teach for at least two more years until we move from my husband's PA school. And I know that when I stop, it's going to feel it's going to feel like a whole part of me is taken yeah. away, but also I think my mental health will improve. So Ooh. just judge. I mean, granted, I'm still in the midst of like trying to find a full-time job and I'm technically like unemployed right now. My mental mm-hmm. health has already improved. So yeah. even like having my whole future up in the air, I still feel better, which is like wild to think about. So yeah. Yeah. Hang in there. Cause it, it is tough. It is tough. Yeah. But that's one of the reasons why we read. Yes, exactly. (laughs) To escape. Drinking to forget (laughs) is not good for your body. Reading to forget. Yes. I feel like I can justify that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'm here for it. Oh, man. Okay. One of our favorite series. This was a actually requested. Only one person messaged us. I always think it's funny when people are like, so many people are asking. No, one person asked for our opinion. But we're going to do it anyway. Thank you to that one person. This week, our theories were proved correct, and new Throne of Glass covers were released, and we need to talk about them. We have three very different feelings in this group, and I can't wait to hear about all of them. Let's start with the positive. (laughs) Chelsea, what do you think? (laughs) I really like that. (laughs) Here's the thing. Um, Do I think they could have been better, like, arbitrarily? Yeah, maybe. Um, I just, low-key, I hated... The original covers. They did do better than like when the first Throne of Glass book came out and it has like the actual person on it. Worst oh my worst gosh. one. So I do think that it was a step up and and this is another step in the right direction. Like I think they're pretty. Like I would totally display that on my bookshelf. And I know I know a lot of people don't like Air Fire not being green, but low key it's one <laughs> of my favorite covers. And I like the I like the you know, this the sky and then in the water it's it's the wyvern and I just think it's really pretty and I think the colors are fun. I don't like the international ones though. The the more like they're the like more scale ones. Yeah, the, they're a little bit more grayscale. I don't like yeah. those. I don't I don't it shouldn't make that big of a difference, but it does to me. And I will one thousand percent be putting way too much money into buying uh, the complete set and hardcover. That is all. Thank you. <laughs> I I actually like... Now we're going to disagree, Chelsea. I like the coloring of the international ones a no. little bit better. No, Taryn, no. To a point. Here's the thing. I feel like they used... They, they took it... Took the co- colored covers. Made them grayscale took a little paintbrush, and shadowed in some color. So that's what I don't like. But I do, I feel like the gray ones are more cohesive and they look better together than the not matching in any way, shape, or form other ones. Yeah. But that's just me. And we all have different opinions and that's okay. And honestly, by tomorrow, my opinion may be different. I'm working, I'm processing my emotions, okay? Uh, I don't know how I feel about the, I don't like the font of the international one though. 
No. I feel like it looks like somebody made it. Yes. It looks like somebody made it like in a Word document. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Tim compared it to a different book series the other day, but I can't remember what it was to make the comparison, but it looks, it makes it look a little cheap. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I just, I feel like we could have had the most beautiful and super cool setting, the new trend for fantasy covers. And we got another simplistic cover that I want to see the spines of. Where's the spine, yes. Sarah? That is What's true. it going to look like on my bookshelf? Thing. Yep. What does the spine look like? I need to know. Because are they going to be matching? Completely fair. The other thing is... I, I, I guess I'm struggling with this idea of... I, I don't know. I don't know. Are they going to do like Barnes & Noble or like Waterstone exclusive covers at all? Because I know that's... Like a really popular thing right now, too. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard this, but we don't know. Okay, <laughs> Cass. I, Additional thought. Sorry. Uh, I think I'm like in the middle. Like, I don't love them. I don't hate them. To me, they look simultaneously like a callback to old school fantasy books in a way like it looks old school it looks like kind of traditional high fantasy books you would see but also like horror novels like there's something very horror-esque about the new covers like they, I think it's just like the darker coloring of the covers mm-hmm. like they just look very intense um compared to the old ones which are like one color with yeah, strange looking character on the cover. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know who that's supposed to be because it's definitely not <laughs> right? my queen, Aelin. Right. Like I don't. I don't know. I don't love the original covers, and I don't love these. So I'm like, okay, will I buy them? Perhaps. I don't know if I'll buy the whole set of the new ones to get like a hardcover set just to have an excuse, or if I will just be purchasing Tower of Dawn because I do think. <laughs> Justice has been served, and the Tower of Dawn cover is the best one. It is very cool. And that one definitely looks like a horror cover to me, because it's just like this impending, like, doom of this tower looming over everything. I'm like, yeah, I love it. I like, yeah, I like Tower of Dawn and Kingdom of Ash best. Those are my favorites. Kingdom of Ash has the most specific details, I feel like, because you have yeah. the stag, you have the king's flame, you have, like, the rising sun, it looks like. Like, there are so many mm-hmm. more specific details on it. Mm-hmm. You know what the font looks like? It looks like a Clive Cussler book to me. Like, oh. it, it looks like one of those, like, spy novels. Or, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yes. John Grisham. Like, got it. Like, that's what it looks like to me. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. that was very accurate. That's it. I've been staring yeah. at it, and I'm like, it does. It doesn't look like a fantasy novel. Like, Mm-mm. especially Kate. If you look at Empire of Storms, the international one, I think that's a pirate book. That's a pirate <laughs> book. Yeah, I'm still emotionally processing. 
I was so excited and I just feel slightly let down. I think that's the most um, like all or the majority of the emotion I'm feeling is we, we knew it was coming. It had, it was it's mm-hmm. 10 year anniversary. We knew it was coming. We've seen all of these great covers, like the nerdy ink covers and just individual people doing beautiful artwork on these books. And then here's some chunky lettering and some color blocking. And I'm like, yeah, I, I want to be excited about it. And so many people are excited and I'm genuinely happy for them. But I'm like, why? I just, I think to me, the the biggest turnoff about them is just this giant text that covers the entire image. It's like, why put an image on the front of the book if you're going to cover it up with text anyway? Why? That That's a good point. I didn't think about that. You guys are giving me a great deal to think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're I, still I, allowed to enjoy hard. it, Chelsea. Here's the thing. Yes. Here's the thing. Is I do, I do like them, but I do agree could have been better. There, there's definitely there were better options out there, but I also have just low key wanted a hardback version of this series for so long that I will take what I can get at this point. Yeah. What I'll probably and then you end can up buy doing dust jackets. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> I, I don't have a hardback or set either. I have me the either. paperbacks because when Chelsea texted me and told me to buy it, I was like, this is all I can afford at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I don't think my Barnes and Noble at the time even had them in stock. It was just paperback. So yeah. I would like to get a hardcover set, but at the same time, how expensive is this hardcover set going to be? Yeah. I feel like they're going to make it expensive. And now the current covers are also going to start going up in price because they're going to become more uh, scarce. There's your economics yeah. lesson. Mm-hmm. Wow. I feel like I'm probably gonna buy. Um, you know, you know the one where they're when they're all net, like standing up, the spines make the picture of the stag. Ooh, yeah, you know yeah, those yeah. Ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want those. Yeah, these covers. This is my final comment. These covers could potentially be saved if they have cool spines. Yeah, if yes. the spines look cool, I will buy them. If they're Give not us the matching, spine, Sarah. Give us the spines. <laughs> Give us the spines, Sarah. <laughs> but if they're just like the different colors and they're not cohesive, I I don't. I might mm-hmm. wait a little bit longer to buy them because I have very limited shelf space. Mm-hmm. Very limited. That's fair. It's been full for months, and I just keep shoving books everywhere. Same. <laughs> Well, should we talk about the reason? Like, should we talk about the book that we came here to talk about? (laughs) Fine, I guess. Okay, Chelsea, what are we reviewing today? Um, we are reviewing the Folk of the Air trilogy, um, by Holly Black. So the first book is The Cruel Prince. Um, it is a fantasy series. The first book has a four point one. On Goodreads, and and I feel like that's pretty consistent throughout them. They're all they're all hovering around four on Goodreads, but this is also the first time that we are going to be reviewing a series as a whole and not just an individual book. So we'll see how that goes. I'm excited because I feel like this is one of the series that, as a whole, I liked it more than the individual books. Like once I was able to see the full image, I was like, okay. 
I get it. I get I get the storyline. I get it. But after like the first book of the second book, I was like, what the frick is going on? I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah. I think it definitely works better as the whole than the individual books. But I did really like it. And I just read this trilogy like mm-hmm. within the past two months. It was one of my summer reads. And I feel like it was fun. <laughs> your live reaction on reactions on your story cast. I was like living for those reactions. I was like, I just want to watch Cass's story and see where she is in the book and what her thoughts are. Like, so good. It's a great series for just really goofy, off-the-wall stuff that you're like, why is this Mm -hmm. in this book? But also, I think I love this being in this book. I just had so (laughs) much fun with it, and I thought it was a really fun trilogy to read. And I was like, huh, interesting. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I I think that both Chelsea and I went in with such this is another situation where Bookstagram and Book Talk had hyped it up so much. Like Carden was everywhere. I couldn't like the number of people that I've seen cosplay as Jude, like it was everywhere. Yeah. And so I was like, mm-hmm. this has to be the best freaking book ever. Then Chelsea read the whole series in like a week. Yeah. or three days she read them so fast she's like you need to read these she's like i don't know how i feel and i need you to read them yeah <laughs> i was like i i know that i didn't like it as much as like bookstagram does but i was like i just i just don't know what emotions i'm feeling right now and i need your help because i'm mm-hmm. so confused by this entire series <laughs> so i almost wish i could go back and read it again with no expectations just being like this is gonna be fun and it's just it's just a fun read and I feel like I got to experience that through your live reactions (laughs) and as you did it I was like okay this I think is the way that it was supposed to be viewed instead of me going in being like hey this is gonna be another like intense or like really thought out really well formed like Prithian and it's gonna Mm. it's gonna be great but it's like no there's a mall across the water yeah. You just ride <laughs> and, a, a plant horse over there and you're you're at a mall. Right. Right. And yeah. I think the the best thing that worked for me in going into this series was I knew one crucial thing about it that it wasn't a romance. Because this so often I feel like gets misbranded as this is just another YA fantasy romance. And it's really not. It's a YA fantasy court drama, like court politics, mm-hmm. more than anything, with a side of romance. But the mm-hmm. romance is not the main focus. And I think so yep. many people go into it expecting it to be. And I can see why you would really not like it if you were going in and saying, oh, I'm so excited for this romance. Because it's not. <laughs> and, then, like, and then everybody romantic. dies. Like, <laughs> And then it's so intense sometimes, yeah. So I knew going in that it was more about, like, the politics of the world than the romance. And I feel so happy that I knew that going in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so for anyone who's not familiar with the series, it follows this human girl, Jude, and her twin sister, Taryn, who... Ah. <laughs> Who, he's the worst but we'll talk about it later um <laughs> who at a very young age through some very crazy circumstances end up being raised in the magical land of fairy and with an ae and um <laughs> 
Yeah, it it's super interesting. So it follows Jude, who's just, like, so hardcore. And I both, like, love and fear her. <laughs> <laughs> I think she would respect that response. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and like Cass said, like, it, it has a dash of romance, but it, it really is, like, political intrigue, which yeah. I really enjoyed political intrigue, so liked that aspect a lot. But Me too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Should we, should we do a breakdown? The, the whole breakdown? Yes, please. Okay. First off, plot. Take it away, Taryn. The plot. I gave the plot actually a four stars because as I've had the time to marinate in this story and come to the understanding that we've discussed that it is a political intrigue book and not a romance. So stop telling people to romance. Um, I actually liked it a lot more because it was, there were so many twists and turns. The comment that I made was how can one person make so many bad, but also smart decisions in three books? (laughs) (laughs) And that is Jude. Um, that is very much Jude. But I feel like it's like, has a lot of good fairy tropes that we see in a lot of the popular fairy based um, novels right now. And so I enjoyed it. And I didn't immediately enjoy it. I like, well, we've already talked about this, man, my brain is not working. It's you know what, it's Saturday after the first week of school. I have no brain, but I gave it a four. <laughs> Cass, what did you say? (laughs) All right. I also gave plot overall a four. If we were looking at individual books, they would not all have been a four for plot. But the overall plot. (laughs) Yes. The overall plot is a four. I think things get wrapped up fairly neatly. It tells a cohesive story. Um, and there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that, um, but not in like a bad way. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty straightforward for the most part, but there's so much drama, little like sprinkled in there that I really liked, and I like when there are little twists. Some things were predictable, like there were some moments I'm like, yeah, I know that's gonna happen, but it, check out my highlights for the moments I was surprised by. Yes, there were some. <laughs> There were some. So it had some good twists in there. And I love the drama. And this was a dramatic story. And I really liked that. (laughs) Yes. I. So I went into this with like all of the wrong expectations. Oh, no. I I made notes on my thoughts, like right after I read it, which was several months ago. And I literally wrote. It was in December. Oh wow! She read it in December. That was longer. I I know that, (laughs) but I remember very distinctly that you read it late last year. (laughs) Yeah. So I literally wrote. I was like, "This is one of those books that I wanted to like, and then while I was reading it, I wanted to hate, but in the end, (laughs) I just really liked it." (laughs) I was like, "This is not healthy." I like. Went in, and I feel like I saw a lot of, like, my favorite book boyfriend videos that had Cardin in it. And, um, uh, you know, he just- Are we all okay? Yeah. Are <laughs> okay? I, I think I went in expecting, like you said, it to be a romance. And then I started reading, and I was like, this is uber toxic. And then I was like, <laughs> but also- 
the political intrigue and my <laughs> heart loved it so <laughs> i i ended up really liking it even though i part of me was like i don't want to like this book as much as i do but i i mean like Jaren said i read the whole trilogy in like a week so yeah. mm-hmm. obviously she's doing something right <laughs> true <laughs> yeah next character development Oh, character development. I I hate that Taryn is named Taryn. <laughs> and I'm going to say it 50 more times before the end of this episode. I watched a reel shortly after I finished the book. And she had made, it was like book characters that I wish never existed. And it was just Taryn <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> I commented um, like what I've already said like I cannot tell you how much I hate that her name is Taryn and she responded she was like bless you I'm so sorry <laughs> but as far as actual character of Melon, I gave it, gave it a three I feel like in the time span that this book covers we should have seen a little bit more of develop of the development side of the characters but there was a little bit like I feel like I can't talk about a lot of it because it's spoilers. But another point that I made down here is I feel like Cardin's tail had some great character development. Completely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The tail. Really, really <laughs> improved. <laughs> so a three. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, similarly, I gave character de- development overall a 3.5. So very close. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like there was... The characters started off very defined as who they were, and there wasn't much growth. Like, I would say Cardin and Jude learned, they both learned to play the game better, but that was their only growth, really. Like, there wasn't any, Mm -hmm. there wasn't a ton of emotional growth, and I feel like where Cardin ends up in book three, like, his change of emotional attachments to people. I'm like, where did this come from? Like, it felt like it came out of nowhere because there are letters that are in like a special edition or something that should have been included in the book in some capacity because you look up the letters and it's so much better. And I'm like, okay, so character development makes more sense when you read a part that's not actually included in the main storyline, which makes me (laughs) mad. Um, so that's like one of my big issues I his best character development is cut which really grinds my gears uh, Jude really comes into her own but she just like gets smarter she doesn't really have like a ton of depth to her growth I think it's interesting uh, Vivi and Heather have some of the most growth throughout the trilogy and they're like side characters that aren't even they like really consequential Yeah, they're just kind of in and out. And I'm like, how did they have the best character development when they're not really in it? (laughs) And Taryn, her development is no bueno. I did listen to the Lost Sisters novella, which is kind of a brief uh, synopsis of Taryn's POV of The Cruel Prince. Didn't really help her case any. I still don't like her. So I But again, that was an extra thing that I had to go seek out to get her character development, and I still wasn't satisfied with it. So I think as much as I love both Jude and Cardin, like, I love them, honestly, like, two of my fave characters currently, 
the development could have been a lot better. <laughs> Fair. I think, I mean, like, ditto everything you guys said. I think it, I didn't mind the character development as much because of the setting where I, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Holly Black kind of took this approach of, like, they live in a world where nothing changes. And you see that reflected, like, pretty strongly in a lot of the characters. It wasn't my personal favorite approach, but I see where she, like, maybe... I don't even know if it was intentional, but, like, maybe that's where she was coming from. Um, But, yeah, overall, I feel like you start with some pretty, like you said, already developed characters. They're pretty Mm -hmm. well-defined by, like, the second chapter in the first book. And so by the time you get to the end of the third, um, there's a little bit... I don't know. I... I don't know. I was like, the the characters are consistent. They're very consistent. Yeah. Annoying as all get out, but very consistent. (laughs) And I didn't feel like they grow until like the very, very, very end. And even then it was like a tiny bit. You see a glimpse of them starting to develop and then the book ends. Right. Yes. Like see Mm -hmm. the potential. Done. Yeah. Turn call. Yeah. Anyway, okay, um, let's do world building. I came at a four. I, I mean, I, I see Chelsea's. Your face froze in a very concerned. <laughs> I'm like at a three point five four because I feel like I had a pretty solid understanding of how the where they were in fairy functioned. And we still got, we got to go to different places in future books. And so I feel like it was pretty, pretty well thought out. Like very detailed things, not at all. But as a general basis, like I I feel like I knew where I was. I did think it was an interesting point to put the fairy connected, fairyland connected to um, a modern world. Instead of, like, many other, like, in Throne of Glass and in uh, just SJM books. Or we have, I, I mean, I haven't read Crescent City. I know Crescent City is modern. But oftentimes, I feel like most of these fairy books are connected to, like, medieval time for humans. But we got straight up a mall across the water. So I thought that was kind of an interesting world-building point. But we had 3.5, 3.75, maybe on a good day four. <laughs> I don't really have a lot. <laughs> I don't really have a lot else to say on that. <laughs> I gave it a 4.5 for world building. Um, mostly because of the fact that she, Holly Black really introduced some of the darker elements of fairy tales that kind of get scrubbed out um, yeah. in a lot of retellings. And I really liked that she included that. And I have to give bonus points for it being literally Maine. I'm like, Portland, Maine, that's literally (laughs) two hours from where I live. So I was like, I could go to the Maine Mall in two hours. I can be there. So I was like, this is wild. This is absolutely wild (laughs) to me. But I thought it was like pretty well established. Um, There were a couple things that got mentioned early on that never got brought up again that I was like, well, what about some of these elements that I was like, okay, that could be better. And then 
some things weren't necessarily explained. Like you're just like dropped into this world and some stuff is explained. Some of it is like a little bit like Jude just being like, and then we do this because blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, you don't need to explain it like that. But then there are other things that it's never really explained. And I was like, huh? So I guess maybe it should be more of a four than a 4.5, but I did really like the world overall. So, well, don't hate me guys, but I gave it a 2.5. I was very low. I felt like there was a lack of explanation throughout this entire series that I got so frustrated with where I was like, I don't understand if fairy is like a literal place or if it's like there's a magical connection there or it like references all of these other courts and dynamics, but they're not on the map. Where are they? What is going on? Who are these people? Like is, is the king, king overall? I don't, I just felt like there were a lot of not very well explained things and like all of the different races in fairy, there was no, distinction made there like I just I just I I don't know I got super frustrated and I felt like I don't know if her intention was to like purposely give it like an air of mystery like things aren't always going to be explained and I think by the end of the third book I was much more okay with it um where I was like okay like we don't need to know all the details and that's fine but I'm not going to lie, the first book, I got really, really frustrated. And then it would, like, whip out these random things and be like, this thing. I'm like, why are you acting like I'm supposed to know what that is? I don't know what the crap you're talking about. Like, I I don't know. I don't know. I got, I got really frustrated with the world building. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I remember <Valid>. one thing specifically <laughs> that Chelsea was frustrated about was we find out that um, there's there's a reference to like a like a group that Maddox is a part of. I remember you texting me about this, and you're like, "Why do they do this? Why are they here? When did they start? Why is this important?" And you're like, "What's I know going nothing. on?" Yeah, like I have no idea why this is mentioned two times, and then it just and wh- why <laughs> you have this beautiful map that. I don't understand the scale of this world at all. I'm not going to lie. The scale of the world makes no sense to me. Because they're like, we casually walked from like the bottom of the map to the top of the map. And then, so I'm like, this feels like a really small kingdom for all of this drama to be going down. <laughs> so I just, I just felt like there were a lot of things. And I'm like, I, I just don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I agree with you on the map scale part because I that is my biggest gripe with fantasy books. I think I have read in my entire life of reading, I have read two books that had a scale on the map. And I I never Ours understand is have it. A scale. Perfect. Because I need it. I need to know how far away things are. I need to know what is like where they are in relation to each other. And not having a scale always throws me off. Because now that you mentioned that, I was like how big is this? Are these islands that they're on? Like what? It didn't no really idea. cross my mind while I was reading, but now I'm like, man, I'm really upset about that. <laughs> I was now it I really goes like down to a super four. frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and and like you said, by by the end of the third book, like throughout the series, I was like, okay, it's fine. Like I've accepted that. This We're just isn't- not going to know. 
Yeah, but I'm like, the purpose of this book is not a world-building book. And yeah, once yeah. I accepted that, I was it was much I was much more chill about it. Um, but I it's think not a romance book. It's not a it's not a world building book. <laughs> I just I I went in with different expectations. I think of what this book was going to be, and it really tells in my initial reactions to it. Really good book. Like I really enjoyed it. Flew through it. Not at all what I was expecting it to be. Okay. The okay. last thing we have is pacing. Which, if we were reviewing these individually, each book would receive a different score. Because book three, off the charts. I don't know (laughs) what was happening. And everything happened so fast, and it's also the shortest book. So, I feel like overall, overall, I gave it a three. If I leveled it out, where like one book was really good, one book was really bad, and one was like, okay, we're really good with the pacing, so we just we just brought it down to three. Yeah, I I also gave it a three overall <laughs> for pacing. If we were looking at the individual books, I think the first one is the best paced out of all three of them because um, you get that gradual build, and then the end is like bam, bam, bam. Which I'm like, I'm okay with that. I'm used to that. The second one, the first hundred pages of that book was like a torturous slog i was and i love a slow book tower of dawn is my favorite book in the throne of glass series i love a slow book i love it but i was like this is not it nothing is holding my attention and then the second half was like whirlwind third book absolute whiplash could not even like focus on one thing before the next was happening Kind of a hot mess of pacing throughout the whole series. So definite three from me overall. Yeah. I I give it a three and a half. I think I think it's also hard because I read them so quickly mm-hmm. that it's it's sometimes harder to tell what the pacing of the book is as opposed to the pacing of my reading the book. <laughs> um I I don't feel like it bothered me as much as it bothered you guys. But <laughs> I wasn't bothered. I just noticed it. And if I'm yeah. reading the book and I'm thinking about the pacing while I'm reading it, then that gives me pause. Because my yeah. favorite books have, have the best pacing. I'm not sitting there being like, oh, when is something going to happen? Or, oh my gosh, 50 million, 50 million things are happening at once. Yeah. Right. And I think, honestly, if you made some cuts and just squished this into one kind of longer book, I think it would work fine. <laughs> I honestly agree. Like, I think if you just made some hard cuts here and there, you could turn this into one, like, longer, dramatic court thing. And I I think I would like it. Maybe more, maybe not, who knows. I could could 100% get behind that. I, we've read, we've read 800 page books with less content than these three books combined. <laughs> right? So, yeah, so I I agree with that. And I think I would have been more motivated in my reading knowing that I'm going to figure it out. Because like end of book two, I was like, are you flipping kidding me? <laughs> right. I was so like, mad. I was so mad. So yeah, if that was like a part one, part two, part three, and you turn the page and it says a year flipping later, I would have been like, Ugh! but at least it wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was a year. I can't remember. It was a while. <laughs> I, I think, think it was like, like eight months, maybe, maybe not. I don't. Mm. Yeah, I I remember thinking it was like a pretty long time. I can't yeah. find it. 
I wanted it to just really conveniently say one year later, but it's Jude complaining about everything. So yeah, I know between books one and two, it's specifically like a couple months, but two and three, I think it's longer, but I don't know if it's a full year. Maybe it is. I don't know. Five months passes between book one and two. Anyway, this is not important. Anyway, (laughs) pacing. Yes, I would. I agree. It could have been one book and I would have, I would have read it. If it was marketed as political intrigue and one book, man, can you imagine? I think we're on to something here. Why does nobody call us? Honestly, though. They really should be. Buy the book productions or consultants. Give us a call. We'll make yeah, all your book dreams. We could save you so much money. We'll be everybody's focus group. <laughs> <laughs> we will control the fantasy genre. <laughs> Okay. I did like a Voldemort laugh. What was that? Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, any other final thoughts before (laughs) we go? I was entertained by all the train wrecks that were included in this. It was a lot darker than I thought it was Mm going to be, and I will personally Venmo you one dollar. To help pay for your therapy if you have Cardin as your favorite book boyfriend. <laughs> he's not my favorite, but like, he's up. I. <laughs> as a favorite, I'm talking favorite, like, yeah. end all be all. Out of every single book you've ever read and you get to pick to date one of them, you pick that one? I'm concerned. <laughs> I have questions. Am I judging people too harshly? I just, he's not nice until late into book three. Are, do, does everybody just want to be choked? Like, is that what's going on? Am I, am I yucking people's, like, new kinks? Like, I just don't understand. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There's not. That's what I'm saying. Am I am I yucking people's yums? Like I'm sorry if I am, he, but he is toxic. You want, He's I very just, toxic. I'm yeah. with you there. <laughs> He's oh drunk God. for two thirds of this story. Says Best. terrible things to her, and you're like that one. That's the one I, I want. That one. There is a certain appeal to it. I don't know. I again I get that I get it it's but the bad favorite, boy I can fix yeah. him but your favorite favorite I just have questions let's talk <laughs> let's move on somebody else say something <laughs> I think I'm pro tail <laughs> <laughs> it's just so random uh, that was an interesting aspect of the world building. Yeah. I couldn't, I absolutely lost it, which I, this, I don't, I hope this isn't a spoiler. If you need to cut it and copy and paste it later, but when it got to the point where it's like, I knew he was happy because his tail was wagging, I couldn't. I was, I was deceased. It got honestly, a little too furry for me, and I was like, hard pass, my friends. Yeah, the tail definitely uh, grew on me. I was very judgmental of it at first, and by the end, I was like, you know, 
I might be pro tail. <laughs> I might have swapped sides on that matter. <laughs> I ran a poll when I was reading The Wicked King, and most people are anti tail, but it's closer than you would have thought. I yeah. was one of the anti tail people, and you know that <laughs> because of my messages to you. I'm not going to lie, I was extremely ambivalent about it. <laughs> well, we got we the got full range three. here, folks. <laughs> Like, it was there. It yeah. whatever. Like I feel like it was so unnecessary that it was so funny when I feel I mean, like if we talk about unnecessary like, in this series, Karen, we could be here all day. I okay, I know, but I feel like even in the editing, like she wrote it and was like, "Oh, I didn't decide if Cardin was one of these that had like what his like animal like thing was." A tail's easy to add, and like went back and was just like. His tail was wrapped around his leg under his pants. That's why you can't see it. <laughs> and then it really comes out to play in book two. And you're like, whoa, the tail. Oh I said that God. in the most suggestive way possible. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This one might actually need the explicit rating. Yeah. <laughs> no young audiences. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we should move into the spoiler section because I have so many thoughts. <laughs> yes, please. Overall, last quick thing. I enjoyed it. I would recommend it, but I, I would say generally people should lower their expectations before they read it. I would just share it as a political entry book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Okay. If you want romance, this isn't your go-to this isn't, book. This isn't, I, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe, it, maybe it's your thing. It's just... I, you know what? Moving on. Okay, spoilers. <laughs> you the alarm. Wait, 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 wait. We have to do our food. Oh, Cass, yes. what oh. food are our friends eating this week? I didn't prepare you this at all. I'm so sorry. I knew it was coming. I'm a, a seasoned listener. So, <laughs> <laughs> the snack. My snack suggestion like my all-time go-to snack, best for road trips, movie night, anything. Andy Caps hot fries, favorite snack. Get some what this are they? week. They're delicious. Me? They're like potato, like f- they're not French fries. They're like fried like chips, but in fry format. And they're like spicy, but not like hot Cheetos. It's a different kind of hot. Hold I- please. What are they called? <laughs> Hot fries. Andy Caps is the brand. Andy Caps hot fries. Andy Caps hot fries. I have they have like a couple different flavors, but in my life, they're I love them. They're so good. Have these? Is this an England thing? Maybe it is a a New England thing. I don't know. They're delicious. Never seen these before in my life. (laughs) I'll send you some. (laughs) Deal. Like there, I see them in gas stations where there's like straw-like looking ones like this mm-hmm. that are hot. Like, but I, they're not this brand, and I don't know if they're called fries. Interesting. Right, wow. well, we're gonna have to try some things out now because oh my gosh, I'm gonna go to the gas me. station after this. <laughs> <laughs> that is where they're most commonly found is the gas station. So, I'm gonna laugh like when a, I go and I see them, and I'm like, they've yeah. been here all along. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> they're not like a, they're not healthy by any means. They're not like a super yeah, high boy. quality snack, but it's your great like trash food snack. I love them so much. I support oh. it. 
Speaking yeah. of unhealthy food, you know how I really like that one particular brand of coconut water? It's yep. discontinued. They're gone forever, <gasps> and I am I'm devastated. Chelsea, are you okay? No. Do I need to send You help? can still buy them on Amazon, but it's like $30 for like a case of Oh my of gosh. Like six herbs. I Anyway, they're not at Walmart. They're not at Smith's. Like, they're gone. And I am emotionally devastated. And it's You fine. were single-handedly keeping that company afloat. I'm so sad about oh, it. No. I'm not going to lie to you. I like wow. walked in and I like went to the spot and it was empty and I like started crying at Walmart and then I was like I'm no. gonna go to Smith's and I went to Smith's and then that spot was at, like filled in and I was like they're gone they're gone forever like I'm never gonna feel joy again. Well, <laughs> I mean I'll let you feel that wow. for now. I feel I like just, what you. I'm gonna let you mourn. I'm gonna mourn yeah. with you. Thank you. Thank and you. We will we will move on together later. Anyway, I'm so sorry. That's it. that's it. That's all I have. Okay, well, Chelsea, cue, cue the alarm. Okay, guys, we've already been recording for an hour, and we have not gotten to the spoilers. <laughs> we're so bad at this. So much. Well, okay, so to be thoughts. fair, we're talking about three books instead of just one. That is that is true. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. That's a very good um, point. <laughs> first and foremost, is Cardin a bully? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Am I also attracted to him? Yes. Feelings that he has to lash out in anger, Chelsea. <laughs> The product the of the program. way he was raised. He was treated think, horribly. Absolutely I think horribly. My favorite is the scene it. where she's like, Remember when you almost drowned me in the river? And he was like, You are not in any danger. I was like, This is the dumbest thing I've ever read. <laughs> and then in the end, <laughs> yeah. when she like tricks him into becoming king, and he's like, I'ma ruin your life. I was like, You guys, you guys are like 10 years old. Can we not please? Like <laughs> There were some definite, like, immaturities, but also, I have to say, I love how disgusted they were by their own feelings for each other. <laughs> I was living for it. This is a true enemies to lovers, and I was like, yes, I sign me up, 100%. I love it. I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> Dude, the first time that she kissed him, I was like, well, this is happening. <laughs> Yeah, I was she, like, like wasn't even doing it because she wanted to either. She's like, I'm a mess with him. And <laughs> she was like, you hate this. But then this, after she you? was like, <laughs> she was like, that was terrible. I hated it. Right. <laughs> and she stared at a wall and she's like, oh no. But oh also, my gosh. It's like the Britney, is it Britney Broski when she like takes a sip and she's like, oh, yeah. well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like, I feel like that's generally my feelings for, like, everything in this book, where I was like, I hate that. And I'm like, well, do I? Like, like even, even the relationship with Maddox, which is, like, so convoluted. Whereas, it like, was so confusing to me. <laughs> hate your guts. Love you, dad. But you're the worst, and I'm gonna do everything in my power to stop you. <laughs> but I respect you. <laughs> and I'm sorry most- I have to betray you. <laughs> 
Yeah, he was the most perplexing character in this entire series to me. Because I was like, okay, he kills their parents, like, and then they go live with him. Vivi gives them an out at one point, and they're like, no, we're going to stay here. And I'm like, (laughs) what? Why? (laughs) It's just so, every choice that Jude made involving Maddox, I was like, girl, just kill him. Like, get your just desserts. Just do it. (laughs) I, it, it was, it's like so convoluted. And... I feel like I would have been more frustrated if it wasn't for, like, I'm not going to lie, her sitting there, like, training and, like, building up her immunity to, the like, the fruit and, like, mm-hmm. all, like, her making that trade with Dane and then when everything happened at the banquet, I was like, I'm, I'm living for this drama. Like, mm-hmm. she is so freaking cool. That's all. And then she just straight up stabs her hand and is like, that sucks. Yes. Yes. I was like, I I had to put the book down and be like, I I will never be this cool. I was like, nope. I was was like, oh, Dane Dane is too cool. He definitely is going to have to die. Um, And then it was like, before he died, they're like, low key, he's actually also the worst. Just like everybody else, everybody's yeah. terrible. Everybody's yep. the worst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just like, but oh Jude my is gosh. just like her, just absolute ruthlessness. I was like, I'm so here for this. Vengeful woman is one of my favorite like literary themes ever. I'm a hundred percent here for it all the time. So Jude, I was like, yeah, you beat all those people up. You give them the what for. I. Oh, I love her. Yeah, it's I like, love her so the, much. The quote in the first book that everyone's super obsessed with, that's um, where she's like, if, if I can't be better than them, then I'll become so much worse. And I was like, oh, yes. yes. She's, she's coming for them. It's super cool or interesting to me too, because I think a lot of the discussion that I've seen has been like, well, Cardin was a product of his parent, like how he was raised. I'm like, so was Jude. Like, if she didn't have this ruthlessness, she would have been dead a while ago or like yeah. taken off by somebody else or whatever. But because of her sheer determination and she is the epitome of being motivated by spite. Mm-hmm. And like, yes. I want an ounce of that. I want to yes. be like, I'm going to burn the world down because they said I couldn't. So yes. I'm going to do it. Like, yes. yes. I, Watch me. It's so. <laughs> Watch me interesting i love her so much and then like the literal reverse of that with taryn who's just like no we should just be nice to them and go along with it but then i'm gonna let this guy play you absolute lock just get him out of here i hated that she showed up in the third book and was like btw i murdered my husband i was like what the crap (laughs) i was like oh you actually did something useful in these three books the one time (laughs) And it and was murder. I, I was like, what? I like I thought that it was a joke. Like I, I thought she was like tricking her. I didn't believe it. I did not believe mm-hmm. it at first. I no, was like, there's no, no way. I was like, who are you? Because I anyway, I was like, alright, okay. And the thing that made her snap is like so random. But it's beside the point. Yeah. Um that, I didn't really He was terrible for so long and then she finally was just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. So I'm done. I'm done with you and your garbage. 
Like, he wasn't the kindest to her, and he was basically, like, cheating on her all the time, but he wasn't, like, outright cruel to her in that. Like, was he? I don't, I don't think he was. Like, I feel like she could have just accepted this marriage and then just, like, lived this life of luxury and not even worried about what he was doing. Like, you know? I don't know. I think it's hard because he was so manipulative of both Mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. And I think his need for power and influence, like, he wouldn't have let her be. Like, I I really truly think that if she had been like, cool, I'm chill, he would have found another way to push her buttons. Like, he's too much of an obnoxious troublemaker, like needs to prove just, his control and power and influence. Like, I don't think that yeah. he would have let her live her life in peace. I just realized something that, have either of you read or listened to the Lost Sisters novella, the Terran POV? Mm-hmm. Oh. She basically, like, snaps at, like, in the events of the first book. I'm gonna spoil this novella for you. Hope you don't mind. (laughs) She like essentially snaps after he like plays her and is like using Jude to manipulate everybody, whatever. And before the coronation, she like sneaks to his house in the middle of the night and basically is like, no, you are going to marry me. These are the conditions. And they like make a bargain that you don't see in the cruel prince. And there are like three con- oh man i listened to the audiobook like two days ago and he sets like conditions for it oh, i don't remember the specific conditions but she initiates a marriage bargain with block so she is the one that sets it all up and she is actually manipulating like him and right what she manipulates him her? into the marriage yes it's so and like i was like what is happening well, that makes me dislike her a lot, actually. Here's the thing. I really liked this series, but I feel like anytime I think about an individual character, I'm like, I love them, but also they were the freaking worst. Okay, I like, found the conditions that she agreed to. But yes, okay. I agree with you, Chelsea. <laughs> so, uh, oh, shoot, I just lost it. Okay. Um, the three conditions, she can't tell anyone about their marriage until the coronation, which is like, okay, that's, we know that part, basically. But Taryn can never renounce him. So she could never like, be like, no, you're not my husband anymore. But she's like, okay, I can accept that. I can work within those binds. And the third condition is that she must remember that the folk don't love the way that mortals do. Yeah, I don't love it. Oh, and I'm like interesting. So then she starts using that to kind of play him at the same time. It's very baffling. Hmm. I just. uh, Why does her name have to be Taryn? (laughs) I just am still mad about it. Yeah. I don't she, yeah, I I just feel like she was trying to find her way in the world, but did it all in the wrong way, and just totally let Block play her sister. That's what I'm like. Yeah, I know she like, couldn't say yeah. 
that she was going to be marrying him. But, like, just to sit there and do nothing while she watches her sister grow an attachment to her fiancé? Nope. Yeah, and I just feel like the line that really stands out to me is it's in the first book, I think, and it really sticks out in my mind when Jude is like, I wasn't mad. It's before they duel. I wasn't mad before, or, wow. I wasn't mad that Locke hadn't picked me. I was mad that she hadn't chosen me, like, as her sister mm-hmm. stood by her side. And I was like, you know, Jude, you are absolutely correct. You are And not I just wrong. don't understand why Taryn had to be made so unlikable. Like, there's not anything that ever really redeems her in my eyes. I'm like, she just kind of sucks. And the third book, like, she doesn't really do anything that groundbreaking. She just stands by the side and is like, well, here's the scenario that I've gotten us all stuck in. It's like, okay, great. Figure it out. (laughs) Right. I don't know. I hate her. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about the snake? Yes. The snake. I I feel like that came out of nowhere. Is that just me? I picked up on some hinting that there was more to the curse of the crown. Because when Grimson is like, well, all of my objects are cursed, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, there's got to be more to this. So I I wasn't expecting him to turn into a giant snake. But I was like, there's more to this. Right, right. There, There was more to this prophecy. I just, I felt like... All of the sun, him turning into a giant snake. I was like, what the crap is going on? Like, I guess we didn't pick up on the hinting of the cover literally having a snake on it. Yeah, I mean, some of us aren't that observant. <laughs> I thought Taryn was just a snake. I, know, I was like, okay, they're all snakes. They're all like vapid mm-hmm. little creatures. <laughs> yeah, I just felt like the whole third book was so weird. It was it like was, a hot it, mess. <laughs> Like, uh, I know, and and there were parts of it that I really liked, like the beginning of um, Jude coming back, and then (laughs) when they're like, which twin is it? And Cardin's like, I guess I'll just have to examine her in private. (laughs) And then they like close the door and he's like, haha, I knew it was you from the second I saw you. And I was like, those were the ones just like okay they're like i guess kind of cute together but like is, was was that the time when she was wearing the earrings what mm. time was she wearing the earrings that taryn had that made her more beautiful i think it's when she comes back as taryn she wears the earrings because before she comes back as taryn she only wears them briefly before she gets mm-hmm. them ready to give to taryn before yes they get stolen because I loved that because she has this moment where she's like, wait, Cardin realized it was me and I have these earrings on. So he sees like, he sees me as more beautiful than Taryn. Right. Like when when Taryn is, yeah. When in the second book, when Taryn is wearing the earrings and he's been poisoned and she's more beautiful. And that's when he thinks that Taryn is Jude. That's the only time he ever mixes them up is when Taryn is like more beautiful and he's poisoned. I know that this is something. Aww. Yeah. But in the third book, I was, okay. I love Jude and Carden as a couple. I know they're toxic as heck. Like I get it. I understand. It's not good, but I still love it. I love it. Um, my problem is in the third book when she comes back and then they talk 
And then, like, she gets captured, and then she gets brought back. And then all of a sudden, he's just, like, super lovey out of nowhere. And there's no... It was just, like, a huge jump Mm -hmm. from their, like, disgust for each other, which is what I actually loved, to then being like, well, I'm in love with you. My whole heart is yours. And again, if we had gotten his letters to her in the actual book at some point... Instead of being an extra that you have to go on a little search for, it just would have been so much better. And I know his mom was, like, hiding them so it wouldn't have made sense to just, like, reveal them. But even if they had been, like, at the end of the book, readily available for me to look at, I would have liked it more. Yeah, I I agree. I feel like... I feel like it went from, like, a... a there was a really big flip-flop that didn't make a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like so much of that progress was made. I don't know. It it was like made like off screen. What do you? What is it off? Off the, camera. Like, off, <laughs> off. Yeah, the like, book, like off the page. of off screen. Off like yeah. Like there, no, there I agree was stuff that you like kind of find out about after the fact, like yeah. the letters or like the deal being like hit her exile being fake, like mm-hmm. all of those things. But like we didn't know that, and so it just felt like oh, they finally made some progress. They got married. JK, they still hate each other. I was like, what is I what? What? Yeah. It was it was a little too flip-floppy in that sense, I agree, for yeah. sure. The other thing I feel like we need to talk about is Oak. Because first of all, he's adorable. <laughs> he's also getting <laughs> a book. I don't actually understand that whole backstory at all. <laughs> so his dad is Dane. Correct? Yes. Dane had an yes. affair with Locke's mom, who was a mistress to the king at this point, mm-hmm. and That's impregnated so her, creating an additional heir, technically. Mm-hmm. And then to protect the child from being killed because of the line of succession and how they all just want power, they pretended. A lot Dane of things. I feel like I yeah. feel like I just skimmed over that whole story and was like, okay, cool. So he has a legitimate claim to the throne. Mm-hmm. Don't know what it is. <laughs> no, but it's no. there. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. I'm rolling with it. Well, the thing that confuses me is this is where it gets into like the world not being fully explained in terms of like the like races of Fey that they are, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because it's like how so everyone just believed that this child with horns like Prince Cardin and everybody is somehow the child of Maddox, who is a red cap, whatever that is, but isn't he like green, green or cat like or something? He's green. And Oriana, who has like snow white hair and like pink and things. Like it, it makes no sense. How how did no, no one like what what am I missing about this world that no one is questioning that this child belongs to these two people? That's the part that threw me. I was like, what? I don't know. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying is I feel like there was so much that went unexplained. Mm-hmm. And even the stuff that was explained felt convoluted. Like, I, I got them like, okay, someone had an affair, but then it was Locke's mom, and she entrusted him to her best friend, who is this, like, it just, it felt very murder boardy yeah like when i don't think about it too hard i really <laughs> like the, the series and then the more i think about it i'm like wait a second but wait, i do like mean? it 
but I can't think too yes. hard about it because we I'm don't like, need a microscope. We're just right. way out here. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Sophie's death was very sad to me. And I know that was in book one and really inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. But Sophie was the maid or the servant yeah. that Taryn, or sorry, that Jude tried, took from, tried to from what's his bucket's house. And she just committed suicide. Or but then also didn't sorry, she show up threw herself in into book? the water. Was she maybe turned into a water I think, thing? I think the undersea like reanimated her in some way because or Jude was just like seeing things when she thought she saw yeah. her later at the party. Yeah, I just remember being like, what the crap is going on? Speaking of the undersea. What yeah. was that when she gets when she gets kidnapped out of the blue and then she's down below and um oh I can't remember the brother's name the really creepy one Bell like, something Belkin yeah Belkin yeah and <laughs> that whole scene where he's like kiss me and I was like oh it was so gross <laughs> but then Cardin was like going nuts trying to get his girl back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, just, I don't know. Or sorry, Jude. <laughs> my name's Taryn. We don't, we're done talking about Taryn. Jude went through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That girl, like, remember when she was like drowned and reanimated like 15 times? Yeah. I remember that. That was terrible. Yeah. It was like, girl's been through the trauma, and that's never really. Addressed, I feel like. <laughs> I like feel that's like one thing. Really feel it. Like yeah. Jude is just like whoop right over my like, on. She is kind of like she's cold and harsh a lot of the times, but she's not like so heartless that she's not going to be phased by any of these traumatic events. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it you could kind of say, okay, well, she's in like survival mode, just like getting through the next like trial, but I'm also like I don't know. I feel like that could have been explored because, like, I know some people don't like Sarah J. Mass's writing. I understand. But, like, say what you will about her. Like, actually explaining and going over characters' healing from trauma is so yes. important to represent. And I feel like we really mm-hmm. miss that with Jude. And it would have been such a good opportunity, too. And it, I think, Taryn, you said earlier, like, the third book is the shortest one. It would not have been that hard to add a couple of chapters addressing some of what they've all been through Mm -hmm. and i feel like it puts jude and Cardin on such level ground when they both have been through a yeah so much yeah and if they both just acknowledged it and was like hey do you want to heal together i think ultimately it would have made their relationship better they could have kept all the weird kinky crap they wanted but (laughs) (laughs) sorry not weird again Gosh, if a student listens to this, I'm so concerned. Um, <laughs> but they can be, they can do all the things that they want to, but I feel like their relationship would significantly improve. Yeah. yeah. Is this Oak Book? Like, what is the setting of the Oak Book? Is he older? Like, are we going to see know. Jude and Cardin? I don't know anything about this. Well, this is the first are they going to, they're going to step down, right? Like, that's the plan. Yeah, that was the original plan. Who knows? So what I'm, I'm curious to see if this explores kind of some of that with, like Oak being older, prepping to take over the 
crown. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe it becomes a democracy. I don't know. Also, this whole thing about them not being able to lie. I really love that trope. I'm not gonna lie. All of Anytime that happens in a series where like, they're not capable of lying, the verbal dancing that happens, mm-hmm. I love it. It really elevates think, the dialogue to a new yes. level. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes you, like, every word out of their mouth, you're like, what does that mean? What yeah. are you really saying here? Like, ugh. I really like that, too. I just feel like throughout, especially the first book, where I feel like it really leaned very heavily into setting up all of this political intrigue, and into the mm-hmm. second one. It was super, super interesting to kind of see that dichotomy and how much they, like, valued Jude's ability to lie. <laughs> Yeah, I was and not like, just that she could lie well, but that she could lie. Like, yeah. it was, I, like, I thought it was super interesting. Her whole time as Seneschal and that aspect of it was really interesting. Um, it wasn't like the most riveting part of the book, but I liked the idea of it and like mm-hmm. her role as Seneschal. I really liked, even if I wasn't like super into the whole book events. Yes, I would agree with that. Okay, I've been researching. So the only thing on Goodreads that it says about the synopsis of the book, it says a reluctant prince, which is Oak, a runaway queen, which is the girl that her parents were using the golden bridle on her. Surin. Surin, yeah. Yeah. It's about them two and a quest that may destroy them both. That's all that it says. Huh. So I'm sure it's called The Stolen Heir and it will be a duology. There'll be two books. Interesting. So I'm I'll sure that like <laughs> there will be a cameo, but right, that's really exciting. Comes out next year though. Ah, oh, so far away. Sorry, I got very distracted with that. I was just very <laughs> wanted to know what was going on. Well, I'm intrigued. Should we should we wrap up? Yeah, probably. I know that like I'm sure that some people listening to this are like, oh my gosh, you didn't talk about my favorite part. I'm so sorry. That's There's the problem so much with in this trilogy. Mm-hmm. but we enjoyed it it yeah. was fun if you want to talk more about it message us more accurately probably message Cass because she is a better she's better at this whole thing than than we are so <laughs> she has all of the most current thoughts you can go I still have my highlights up of the books that I've reacted to which includes this trilogy so if you and are Six curious to see yes so I have all of Throne of Glass I have the Shadow and Bone trilogy Six of Crows Crooked Kingdom and Folk of the Air they're all on my highlights if you're curious to see my in the moment thoughts and yes. tears and laughs like if you're about bored just books, go just go watch them because they're so freaking entertaining. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I had so much fun reading that way because then everyone would be like, oh my gosh, at this part, like I also felt that way. Or they were like, you are unhinged. I'm like, yes, I am. But it's yes, such a fun way to talk about books with people. And I had so much fun doing those reactions. Well, keep doing them. They're my favorite thing ever. No, thanks. <laughs> well, Cass, thank you for being here. You're, you're going to be back very soon. We already have you tentatively scheduled schedule. for a future episode. <laughs> Cass is also our resident uh, Kale yes. fan club leader. Fan, yeah. And yeah. all of the I, words to describe how much she loves Kale. I'm Kale. I love Kale. I will die on the hill defending Kale. 
That's my absolute, like, that's it for me. I'll do it. I'll be the one. <laughs> Someone's got to so do it, and it might as well be you, Cass. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so eventually when we get to Tower of Dawn, whenever that will be, Cass will be back on. It's yes. going to be great. I'm so <laughs> I'm excited. So excited. <laughs> and th- thank okay, you guys for having final- me. Oh, this was so much fun. So much fun. On. It was so fun. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for leaving the very organized world of maddie to jump into the chaos that is our podcast (laughs) i love the chaos i'm here for it so (laughs) i'm good okay friends well thanks for coming thanks for being here if you're not already following us on instagram we're at checked out and overdue cast is at fictional cast and the red carpet r-e-a-d seriously still the best podcast name ever i'm obsessed (laughs) with it um they have a few episodes out and they're super fun I think that's all we got yeah until next week we posted the schedule for the month i feel like we'll be able to stay with it there was only one thing that we changed last month and really we're still yeah. reviewing the book we just had to bump it back so yeah. i'm proud of us we're kidding. i'm proud of you yeah <laughs> oh thanks i mean so much okay guys have a good week bye bye everyone bye. <laughs>